Herald in Review Voices, a series of conversations about Decatur and Central Illinois. Who are the voices? The voices are Herald in Review reporters and Herald in Review readers like you. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to find out how you can participate. Hi, I'm Tim Kane, the entertainment columnist at the Herald and Review, and I'm here with my friend Kennedy Nolan. This is Kane versus Kennedy. It's um, not re- Kennedy versus Kane. Correct, correct. Kane versus Kennedy. It's age before beauty, and this is uh, reaching across generations. There's a four decade gap in our age, and we're showing the world how um, how boomers and what do you consider yourself a millennial? What did you call yourself? A boomer. Oh, I thought you said bloomer. Um, we're here to. We decided we were going to talk about movies today because, yes. like, from the second we met. You've been hounding me to watch Train Spotting again. Yep. And the second one, usually sequels are like not as good. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Shrek. They should have stopped after two. Mm-hmm. Shrek three. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how many there are anymore. I don't either. And like I understand Toy Story. They want to be like you know right. bring it back to make money. You know what I mean? Yes. But um, yeah. Train Spotting. Yeah, actually the sequel was really quite good okay i i was not I, I was not necessarily fond of the first one i didn't like it i didn't dislike oh it oh my just kinda, gosh yeah you just, so you just watched it and didn't have yeah it was opinion. just like okay that i mean okay a guy went diving into a into a toilet for a syringe scotland's right? grossest toilet or yeah. something is not what the thing was yeah. called so, i don't know what well, you know okay i guess if, if if that's the one thing i take away from that and and also it doesn't exactly make heroin look like a rousing good time no but it shows, you know how he had that huge choose life speech, and it was kind of like, I thought it was kind of intelligent. I think it shows that it doesn't matter who you are, you can get addicted to drugs. Oh, I guess. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, I can get that. But you know what film said that to me in an even better way? What What one? The one that I can never remember. The, um, Describe it, I might know. Um, Jennifer Connelly, heroin addict, Jared Leto. Um, oh, um, hold on. It's a four-word title, and it's one of the most depressing movies. It probably is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. I'm looking it up. And I don't, uh, I don't particularly Requiem ever... for a Dream? Yes. Okay. Yes. I haven't seen that, actually. Horrific. Horrific. Really? I, I, I mean, I, I cringed for most of the last so half So I shouldn't it. watch it? Well, I, I mean, you, like... Heroin movies apparently, so I, <laughs> I would... thought you were gonna say you like heroin, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so I would I would dig right into this one. Okay. I mean, and and one of the problems with, with me and movies as I've gotten older is I'm more susceptible to the emotional hand wringing. Yeah. I don't watch any movie where I'm aware that a dog dies. I don't either. That's just I just don't need that in my life. Like uh, Marley and Me, mm-hmm. never seen it just yep. because I know how it's gonna end. Yeah, that's yeah. I haven't read it, haven't seen it. Yep. No, Can't do it. No, no interest at all. Somebody asked me if I was going to go see Dumbo this weekend. Said, no. no, no. Dumbo gets Dumbo's mom gets taken away. Yeah. I know that story. No, I can't. No, <laughs> so, you can't handle that. Yeah, Lion King. I'll never watch it again. Haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I, I, it, it don't just, plan on seeing it ever again. So, animals dying or their moms getting taken away or anything. And I, I have a similar reaction to most romantic comedies. Or it, it you mean cried? not not you no. Shed a tear? Well, I, I shed a tear because it's <laughs> because it's so lazy. What do you mean? The, the, all all the specific beats get hit. Okay, here's a meet cute, and then there, then there's gonna be a friend who's gonna yeah. wedge wedge in between them, and yeah. then and then and there's and there's gonna be 
uh, there's going to be a breakup and a musical montage, yep. and then everybody has to try on the wedding dresses, or you know, right. what, I just I don't need that. Or it's two people that end up hating each other, and at the very end, they're like in love, yeah. which so typical. Or I feel like a lot of romantic comedies are so predictable. Well, there was the um, the Vince Vaughn Jennifer Aniston one oh, that yeah. didn't have a happy ending. Yeah, they ended up splitting, and that I liked that because that kind of made me happy. Isn't that literally called the breakup? I think I think you're right yeah. about that. Yeah, so it's kind of see what I mean. It's very predictive. Yeah. So. Yeah, you could you could find a good website that would give you titles for yeah. for rom com. I feel like there's a generator out there for them. Yeah, I, I would guess there is. <laughs> yeah, because there is one for uh, for Hallmark movies. Oh yeah. And, and it's a it's a title generator and a plot generator. That doesn't surprise me at all. And that we did that for our for our friend Scott Perry who loves those movies. Oh yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. My favorite movie ever is All That Jazz. I don't recommend it necessarily to anyone who. Oh, it, it's an R-rated movie, and it earns its R, mm-hmm. and mainly because of language. Mm-hmm. It's a musical, mm-hmm. and it's not a secret. But the guy dies at the end. Okay. Um, and there and there is there is footage of an open heart surgery. Oh. Yeah. See, uh, that's another thing I can't do. Yeah. And then. Blood it, makes me like cringe. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I I don't. I, I, I when I've presented I've presented it in public a couple times and talked about it because because of how much I love it I've been yeah. asked to present that and I always say to people okay just turn away during that it's yeah. about and I at, 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 I even would time it you know like mm-hmm. twenty seconds and turn around um, but yeah a, a musical directed by Bob Fosse okay um, very very flamboyant very much somebody flirting with death and death is actually personified the angel of death is played by Jessica Lange. All right, I might like that. Okay. So, another one of my favorite movies has to be uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. Okay, what about that? Do you like? Oh God, killing Nazis. Okay. That's fun. Okay. And, well. <laughs> well, no, I'm. Whenever no, I... they burn the theater down. Yeah. But then she ends up dying anyway. But it doesn't matter because she kills a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was neat and a twist on history that would have been cool to, if it actually happened. How many other Tarantino films have you seen? I'm trying to think of... Have you seen Kill Bill? No. See, I, and I need to. Yes. But there's a new one coming out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. With, like, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. Who else is in it? Is Samuel L. Jackson in that well, one, I, too? I can't imagine he wouldn't be. Uh, Hateful Eight is all right. Django Unchained? Yeah, that okay. one too. Okay. Yeah, super good. Okay. I don't know. He, they're violent, and I said I don't like blood, but those, you know, I'll look away. But yeah, they're, well, there's, yeah. They're, they, they have more to them than just there's a gruesomeness. Scene, there's a, uh, one, one of the, one of the enemy groups in mm-hmm. Kill Bill Volume 1 is a group called the 88, and mm-hmm. they're called 88 because there are 88 of them. Oh. And she mows her way through them. That's in, impressive. In the yellow tracksuit. Yeah, I was going to say I know the cover of that, and she's wearing that, but I haven't seen it. Now, you wanted to ask me something. I'm embarrassed to bring this up. Okay, so I remember hearing about this 10 years ago, that a movie was being filmed in Decatur, Mm -hmm. and so I'm sitting on my couch Saturday night, and I have a couple friends over, and one says, isn't that Tim Kaine guy that you do podcasts with, wasn't he in a movie? And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, The Informant. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I Googled, 
and you're under like IMDb as mm-hmm. you're listed as like reporter two mm-hmm. or reporter I think one. Three. I think I'm three. What? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have it printed out and hung up? In no, your... I, I, I just I <laughs> because I think that they gave it to us in the order that oh, we spoke. Yeah. I think it was Ken Fry. And then uh, somebody else, and then me. How did you get? Yeah, tell me about that. How did okay. you get involved? Well, in in 2008, there were a lot of crazy things going on in the entertainment world in Decatur, um, and specifically, obviously, the informant, and also uh, that was the year that Decatur Celebrations finances first blew up when okay. when a press conference was called and we were told. We need eighty thousand dollars, otherwise celebration's not gonna not gonna last any longer. And that that blew into a thing that continues to be a thing today. Right. Um, and I, I'm try, I think I had just written that story, and then like a week later, uh, the company who was putting out Warner Brothers had, was advertising in classified ads in the Springfield paper and the Decatur paper, looking for cars. Mm-hmm. You know, so looking for cars of that vintage from from the time cool. of the of the informant story, and I made a ton of calls to everybody that I could, everybody I could think of, and every name I could, uh, every name I could possibly grab. I couldn't get any confirmation from any official source. Mm-hmm. So I had written a story, basically saying these ads are appearing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's there no no further information available. We were going to run that story. Oh, you didn't know they were filming a movie. We we didn't have we didn't, we knew we had a pretty good idea it was coming, right, but, we but you didn't, didn't know what it was going to be about exactly. Well, we knew we knew it was going to be we knew the Mark Whitaker story was oh, going to be filmed. Okay. We'd been hearing it by that time. Yeah. We've been hearing it for three to five years. Yeah. With, with with different names attached to it, and we didn't run the story the the night that I had it because there were other stories that night. Um, that I that in our news meeting, I said, "Well, no, that that's better. This one isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't say anything." The next day, then I got a call from the publicist, and then I was able to blow the whole thing up and cool. get the get the story that way. <clears throat> and I ended up talking to a lot of people on the on the edges of the of the edges of the production, like the guy who was a was an extras wrangler. Mm-hmm. Um, we chatted, and then I. Did, did a story about him and you know people standing in line to get extra uh, to be an extra yeah <clears throat> and he and I had what seemed like a pretty decent inter interplay with each other we chatted <clears throat> a fair amount and he was and they were he was looking through my stuff uh, about the informant and, and apparently saw that we were trying to be pretty reasonable about it mm-hmm. and not not squealing mm-hmm. he, he he called me up he called me up at home. Um, on my on my I was I was at home and I was on my cell, and he said, "Do you want to be in this movie?" Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. That'd be. A, he said we thought it might be a fun experience for you. And I said, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so, like I want to say, three weeks later, I was driving to the old Mark Whitaker place in Moeekwa, uh-huh. and, and and finding my way into my trailer. Nice. Yeah. So, what were your lines? How many lines did you? I have? had one line. Nice. And it was. Uh, how, how how do your friends and acquaintances feel about being recorded without their permission? Okay. I I, I didn't like it because it's just it's an, it was an awkwardly phrased question and you obviously couldn't, you couldn't like change uh, how you wanted a little. The writer was in the same scene as I was. Oh, that's the, awkward. The, so yeah, he'd yeah. probably get offended. And he was, and and he was he was hanging with us for for those two days. There was a the first day we got rained out, so the second day we came back and mm-hmm. I was. 
what I said, you know, those those two days, those fourteen hours or whatever I had on mm-hmm. that set, th- that to me was better than better than a year of film school. Well, heck yeah, that's so neat. Yeah, I actually got to see it done. Yeah. Did you did you meet Matt Damon then? No. Really? No, we was were in he the, there. Yeah, he was. We were in the same scene. Oh. He was. He was. I mean, that, that was early in the film. So you were in the was, same scene, yep. but you never like communicated with him like in real life, basically. Correct. I mean, well, we. I guess I. You know, I, he nodded at me, or we nodded at each other. You guys nodded. Yeah, nice. Just, um, me and Matt Damon nodded at each other <laughs> during the during the, when we were eating. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, what I was excited about was some of the other people in the film rick overton was was one of them and he, he played i want to say he played mick i can't remember which um which andreas he played but i've known of rick overton for probably 40 years because i'd wow. seen him i'd seen him do stand-up mm-hmm. he, and he was he was standing in a group that i was standing and i walked over to him and i said i just want to say that i've really enjoyed your comedy over the years he uh Reached up to shake my, shake my hand, and he looked me in the eye and he said, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what what had happened? We were doing we were doing video at that time uh-huh. as well, and I was doing like a, a, a video diary or video blogs of things that were going on, and I talked a lot about about um, the informant. I had talked about I'd written a column basically saying, "Okay, these guys are coming here, yeah, and they're going to be doing a job. They're not." They're not here to be Hollywood stars. Yeah. You know, don't count on meeting any of them. Right. And if you do, you know. Cool, but yeah, like, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't give them a reason to not come back or don't yeah. give them a reason to. Don't be annoying, basically. Exactly. And, and I think there, there was, there, there were a couple of, um, there were a couple stories that came back about the, about the crew going out and roughhousing with, with people, but not, nothing that we could ever confirm, nothing that the police ever said anything about. And, and, and apparently they were watching these videos that I was doing. Uh-huh. You know, and, and because when they first came here, there was a lot of rain, and they, didn't, they weren't in a position to be able to film a lot of indoor stuff. They had planned on getting outdoor stuff there. The first assistant director was going around in, introducing herself to everyone, and she came into my trailer and she said, oh, I know who you are. You're the guy that does the videos. No, you're, yeah, I've seen you in videos. And then when so I so basically you were the star of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. My Matt Damon number Thanks. is one, and Matt Damon's num- Matt Damon's Tim Kaine number yes. is one. Yeah. <laughs> when I sat down to have my makeup done, the uh, oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that was your thing. yeah. It was um, the the woman who was doing um, the woman who was doing my makeup. Uh, it turns out that she was staying about four blocks from where I live. Oh, so yeah. So we were, we were talking about the neighborhood, and her kid was here and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, And she said, well, we really appreciate that you wrote that we're here doing a job because people just think, I said, well, there's a lot of glamour in it. It's just it's not something that that you see every day. I got, we, we would get emails from around the country, uh-huh. and, and I get posts on my blog from across the country of people basically calling us rubes because we were making such a fuss over over the movie stars. And my automatic response was, you know, we got a guy in town whose last movie made a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I, he's going to turn our heads once in a while. Probably. Um, and I, I was wrong about that. It was actually I think two hundred twenty-seven billion was what it ended up making. Just a little bit, just some pocket change. <laughs> that was my that was my crime. I went to uh, wardrobe. Yes. To, to get my, and I they they had asked if I had any like a suit that I wore that I could, and I took mine. I took I took the jacket I had and I put it on for the wardrobe person. I said, yeah, that'll work perfect. And I said, well, believe it or not, that was I mean I I would have worn that when this was happening. Mm-hmm. 
was just you know 10 15 years previous mm -hmm. and she looked it up and down see i can believe it yes <laughs> wow wow rude that's that's, that's what Bird. they do in hollywood yeah that's funny uh, and and uh when we were filming the it was a sunny day and the people were getting sunburned really yeah and when what time of year was it filmed may oh okay yeah. May was around here. It was, it was Mother's Day weekend, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because you can get sunburned in winter. Sure. Because the sun is cold. Sure. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't that cold, but yeah. the sun is really... And uh, one of the one of the people, I can't remember what their position, but, but they were walking around with uh, plastic gloves and applying sunscreen to people. <laughs> and she came and did it to me and had to do it in my ears uh -huh. because my ears were getting burned. And I looked and I said, I'm sorry, you have you have the worst job in history. Literally listed listed on the credits, sunscreen applier yeah. one. Yeah, thumb dock. Oh, <laughs> and we, I, I did all this. I think we filmed the scene four or five times. Mm -hmm. Everybody screwed up at least once. Right. Except for Matt Damon. And we weren't even sure that this scene was going to get in. And I thought that was really interesting that... Oh, did know, they tell you that to begin with? No, well, uh, no, but you're, obviously you're just aware of it. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and there are a number of people in town who were filmed but did not. They didn't make it. Right. I was in the trailer. Uh-huh. There's, there's, there's a, a long shot of Matt Damon walking toward this media scrum. And you can quite clearly see me. I'm tall and I'm balding. Um, in the, the your, sh your head is shining in the sunlight. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the the joke was the, the the trailer for the informant was Tim Kaine's bald spot. That's so funny. So, I guess I think it was probably like a week before it came out that I knew that I was in it because uh, Mark Whitaker had called me and told me I was. Mm -hmm. um, I asked him if he, if he was happy with the with the film, and he said, "Yeah, so, yeah, uh, Matt Damon, he's really really good." Scott Bakula was pretty good. Heck, Tim, you were pretty good. Yeah. And and it's on uh, it's on net the Netflix right now. Okay, well, I need to I need to watch it. You know, you know, these past ten years, it's been on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like twelve when it came out, so it probably wouldn't have been that interesting. To right, me. and and but it's one of, and it is one of those. I'm not sure it's that interesting to yeah. people in general. It's it, it it's humorous in a really dark way. And mm -hmm. keep in mind that this guy stole money, lied about stealing money turned against one of the biggest corporations in the world and did seven years of jail time and was severely mentally damaged as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I know it, it's it's nothing to laugh at, and there are a lot of people here who were hurt by things too, and that, that's that's one of the things that you always have to keep in mind, uh, particularly with that story, is there, there was fallout among stockholders, among people who were employed, and, you know, they'll tell you that it's not the same way there now, and it Maybe it isn't, maybe it is, but, mm -hmm. you know, we won't know for another 20 years if we ever find out at all. Yeah. I um, have a story about being on TV that is uh, not as interesting, but it's embarrassing. So, So yeah, so you have to tell it. Yeah. Okay. So whenever I was 12, I can't even remember who I was with. This TV station asked if they could film me and my friend or brother or whoever the hell was with me, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, so not only did that, uh, segment get played on the news and on commercials as an advertisement for this place mm -hmm. for their corn maze that year, I was 16, 17 years old and kept seeing this on TV. <laughs> so it was a commercial? Yes. Okay. And it was awful. 
Man, I wonder... No, they don't play it anymore because the maze isn't there anymore. But if it was, I bet they would still be playing it. Yeah, we have to go out on YouTube and see if somebody no, uploaded it there. No, no. Actually, I'm curious. Let's do it. <laughs> so I would assume your friends recognized you and stuff? Yeah. Hey, Kennedy, saw you on the news. Like, whenever I'm, like, 17, they're like, saw you on the news. I'm like, yeah, from five years ago. <laughs> All right, well, that's been fun. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to cover? Slumdog Millionaire is good. All right. That's it. Okay. What do you have? You seen it? Yes. Okay. You like it? Didn't hate it, but it was there was no way that it was the best picture of the year. No. But there's there's controversy that the like staff didn't pay the like yeah. people in India what yeah. they should have yeah. or at all. So that's kind of iffy. Yeah. There's but, a ter- yeah, any number of know, things like that. Like uh, I feel like that probably happens. In quite a few movies, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, well, in, a, in a lot of things in general, when uh, the kids chorus from Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. they, did, they didn't get copies of the record. They were just, yeah. yeah. So it's so that was, that was kind of a bit of taking advantage there. Yeah. Um, we still have a lot of things that we got to take care of, it, but at some point down the line, uh, I found out that Kennedy likes Queen, and that her favorite Queen song is a deep cut that predates Bohemian Rhapsody, and that fascinates me. Um, we also have to talk Are you about. You gonna reveal the name? Do it. Why don't you? Are you talking about Stone Cold Crazy? I'm talking about Stone Cold Crazy. Heck yeah, you are. <laughs> and we also have to talk about more of your travels. Yeah, and we, we have to get to the bottom of this uh, this individual that you were running around Europe trying to escape from. Yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll get around to all that stuff eventually. We appreciate you listening as always. And remember, if you know, you know. This has been Herald and Review Voices. To participate in Herald and Review Voices or to suggest someone for us to talk to, send an email to Tim Kane at herald-review.com. T I M C A I N at herald-review.com. Call 217-421-6908. Or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heraldandreview. Thanks.